Welcome to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. For over 30 years, Paul Stone has been seriously handicapping college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf. Over the past five seasons, spanning almost 600 releases, Paul has hit 55% against the spread in college football, gaining the respect of sports books and bettors throughout the world. He is monitored by highly respected the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Paul has also won two major Las Vegas football handicapping contests and finished in the top four in two others. Each week, Paul will provide exclusive handicapping insights on the podcast. To receive Paul's exact picks each week, you can sign up for member-only access at paulstonesports.org. Now, on to the show. All right, folks, uh, here we are, Thanksgiving week, and most of the college football season is well in the rearview mirror, uh, but we do have games left, and obviously the most important games. Uh, right now, it's Tuesday November 23rd, a little bit after 7.30 p.m. Central Time. About an hour ago, closer to 90 minutes, perhaps, the uh, 13-member college football committee, uh, playoff committee, released their fourth rankings of the season. And as I expected anyway, the top four in order were Georgia, number one, Ohio State, two, Alabama, three, and drum roll, please, Cincinnati four. Uh, the next six teams, again in order, Michigan, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Ole Miss, and Oklahoma. Welcome, everybody. I'm Paul Stone. This is episode 27, if you can believe that, of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Today's episode, entitled, It Usually Comes Out in the Wash, and that it does even when you're talking about the college football playoff. This is a great time of the year, folks, as we are two days before Thanksgiving. Uh, not only a great time of the year because what this time of the year represents, uh, all that we have to be thankful for, and hopefully you're able to, to spend at least some of these next few days uh, with family and or friends, uh, enjoying one another's company, uh, enjoying food, fellowship, and maybe even some sporting events so hopefully uh, you'll be able to do that and if you're traveling safe travels take your time be careful use good judgment get back home safely have a great thanksgiving uh, those of you who have listened to all my podcasts or at least most of them perhaps remember over the summer when i presented the possibility of some of the usual suspects uh, having you know they have clear question marks i said uh, specifically saying that this could be the year uh, that a Cincinnati could crash the four-team playoff. Well, here we are, folks, and I think Cincinnati uh, is probably in um, if it wins its next two games, those being its regular season finale this Friday at an improving East Carolina, and then at home the following weekend over Houston in the American Athletic Conference championship game uh, the primary threat in that scenario and I think you'll be hearing this and perhaps already have but the primary threat to Cincinnati's inclusion might be or at least could be Oklahoma State uh, if the Cowboys were to defeat uh, rival Oklahoma in Bedlam Saturday night in Stillwater first of all and then dispose of Baylor uh, in the Big 12 championship game of course those are, are two tall orders uh, for Oklahoma State 
Uh, and it might be, you know, it might be a really uh, heated debate. Uh, not that we would ever hear the audio or uh, learn many details of it, but there could be a lot of debate among the 13-person committee should Oklahoma State of the Big 12 win those final two games and it come down the final fourth playoff spot likely, come down to an undefeated 14-0 and Cincinnati and a one-loss Oklahoma State team. You know, you look at Cincinnati's schedule, we've talked about this often, uh, currently ranked 94th by Jeff Sagren, while Oklahoma State's schedule uh, currently checks in at the 26th most difficult uh, in the nation, also according uh, to Jeff Sagren. That 68-spot difference, it would certainly grow if Oklahoma State, you know, wins its next two games. Uh, you look at Cincinnati's final two opponents of the season, East Carolina and Houston. They're solid opponents. Uh, but important to note that East Carolina, although they've gotten better, they did open the season by losing to Appalachian State of the Sun Belt by two touchdowns at a neutral site. And then the following week, uh, they lost at home, I believe, by a field goal uh, to South Carolina of the SEC. Again, that coming in the first two weeks of the season, uh, they've gotten much better. Uh, over the course of the season, and I think they pose at least somewhat of a threat uh, to Cincinnati's undefeated season uh, this Friday. You look at this Houston team, again, Houston playing well under Dana Dana Holgerson there, but the Cougars, they lost their season opener to Texas Tech by 17 points uh, there at the Houston Texans NRG Stadium uh, in Houston. And it's important to note, this is a Texas Tech team whose third-year head coach, Matt Wells, didn't even make it to the month of November. Uh, He got fired in late October. Uh, This is a Texas Tech team, again, that's only defeated three Power 5 teams all season. One of those was Kansas. Uh, Of course, Kansas did beat Texas. But Texas put 70 on Texas Tech. So not a great Texas Tech team. Again, that was the season opener, and Houston's reeled off a number of consecutive victories since that season opening loss to Texas Tech there in Houston. But, you know, I think at this point, uh, each and every team, outside of the clear, notable exception of Georgia, you know, has warts and blemishes. And and I think it would be difficult, not impossible, but at least difficult to leave a 14-0 Cincinnati out of the 14 playoff. You know, would Cincinnati be favored uh, at a neutral site today against Michigan? Um, You know, the number five team in the playoff rankings this week. If you follow college football closely and you understand uh, the basics of line making, I hope you know the answer. Uh, And I say that kind of in jest, but actually it would be a pretty short number. But I'd make Michigan on a neutral today against Cincinnati minus two and a half. So pretty close to a toss-up, not like Michigan's uh, a considerable favorite over Cincinnati. So when all's said and done and all the teams have, have played their conference championship games and the committee is left to go over and evaluate each contender's entire body of work, not that I'll be included in those discussions, but in my power rankings, in, in the power rankings of people like myself, who do power rankings for the purpose of formulating point spreads primarily, Cincinnati is probably not going to end up in my top four. With that being said, though, under the current methodology and framework used by the committee, 
I would likely, you know, find no fault in including Cincinnati uh, in the four-team postseason parade. Um, you know, it's important, first of all, that the committee seek to identify the top four teams in the nation according to their, you know, their guidelines. You know, I've heard people say, you know, basically that Cincinnati should get in if they go undefeated. Well, Cincinnati, they, they don't automatically get in because they go 14-0 and against their schedule without any regard, you know, to the other chief contenders and how they performed against their schedule, which is not equal to Cincinnati's, uh, which all schedules are, are different, and certainly all the contenders are going to have played more difficult collective schedules in Cincinnati. So they don't get in just because they go 14-0. and 0. You know, I'm sorry. That's just like people that say conference champions should automatically get in. You know, I kind of equate it to my neighborhood. You know, I lived on Alameda Street. And Alameda Street, we'd do pretty good against Hillcrest Drive and Edgewood Street. But if we go into the north part of town and go up against Alberta and Lincoln and some of those places, and maybe even play the third or the fourth best street, even though we were the king of our hill, we're going to get our tails kicked around. So, you know, this is a competition. This is a meritocracy. You know, conference champions don't get in just because they won some, you know, beat. 10 other collection of teams that make up some 11 team uh, formation of teams or whatever, you know, that's really, uh, that, that doesn't meet muster. Uh, so they don't get in just because they go 14 and 0 and they don't go get in either just because I'm tired of seeing the same teams in the playoff year after year. You know, again, this is a meritocracy. It's not a handout. You can't dismiss or not equally consider the teams that maybe have more resources, maybe have an easier pathway to the playoff than Cincinnati, you know, you've got to identify the, the top four. But again, with all that being said, win those final two games, and I believe Cincinnati uh, would have made a strong case in this particular season, 2021, for playoff inclusion. And then, you know, I'll kind of soften up a little bit here. Everybody who loves, you know, an underdog story, I think would be rooting for the Bearcats. Uh, I think it's just a great story. Get a drink of water here. I'm getting choked up just just talking about it. But but it's it's a great story. Um, Luke Fickle's a very likable person. He's handled uh, everything well. You know he hadn't lashed out at the committee or anyone. He's been a professional. He's been focused on the mission. He's been keeping his team focused, and he's just been uh, trying to win the battle each week and letting the chips fall as they may. And, you know, as I said, you know, uh, the title of this podcast, you know, it usually comes out in the wash. You know, you just you, you be patient, you do your work, you do your process, you take care of business and, and see how it uh, get to the end of the story and see how it all comes out. And I think Cincinnati, if they go 14-0, uh, and 0, uh, would have earned – um, you know, that, that spot in the playoff uh, postseason party. And it would be a welcome change, I, I'll say as well, to see an outsider get an invitation to the Grand Ball. Cincinnati, again, currently a 14-point favorite at East Carolina on Friday. And then I project them currently as an 11.5-point favorite over Houston at home in the AAC championship. Now to some conference uh, championship game possibilities. And, you know, I'm not going to – promise and guarantee that this is all exactly right. I shouldn't say that on my podcast. I think it is. I, you know, it's not. It's a handicapper. I'm trying to handicap games. 
I want to know what a team's motivation is, and certainly some of that is knowing do they have a pathway to to their conference championship game? Is the game more meaningful for their opponent? And those types of things. But I've glanced at these these conferences, and I think I've got a pretty good feel for it. And I'm going to go over each conference that has a championship game, the major ones, uh, briefly, and just kind of give a synopsis and a breakdown of who might end up in those games next weekend. First of all, I want to point out something that's really interesting about college football. A game this week, Iowa at Nebraska. This Nebraska team's just been a hard luck team all season under Scott Frost. They've lost five straight games now, all those losses by single digits. So you have a Nebraska team that is hosting Iowa this week. Nebraska's lost, again, five straight games all by single digits. They're facing a ranked team in Iowa. Scott Frost, 0-13 versus ranked teams during his tenure at Nebraska, yet before Adrian Martinez's injury was announced, he's going to miss the game, by the way, Nebraska was favored by three and a half points. Man, I love college football. That's some crazy stuff there. I love stuff like that. Again, Nebraska, five straight losses. They come in on a five-game losing streak, all by single digits. They're playing a ranked team. Scott Frost, 0-13 versus ranked teams. Yet Nebraska's favored by more than a field goal. Now that uh, Martinez has been announced as out this weekend, I believe a redshirt freshman will uh, start at quarterback for Nebraska. The game's at pick uh, at some shops in Iowa, minus one at others as I record on Tuesday night. Uh, Now looking at some of these conference uh, championship possibilities, conference championship games, you look at Oklahoma, If they defeat Oklahoma State this weekend in Bedlam and Stillwater, it would be a repeat Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game. You look at the Big 10 championship game, uh, it's going to be just almost assuredly uh, the Ohio State-Michigan winner. Uh, They play Saturday in Ann Arbor, Ohio State currently cast as an eight-point favorite. The Ohio State-Michigan winner uh, will likely meet Wisconsin, uh, which is already qualified for the title game in the Big Ten championship game. If Oregon uh, defeats Oregon State uh, in Eugene this week, they would meet meet Utah in a rematch of this past weekend's game, uh, which was dominated by the Utes. So Oregon, uh, they're currently favored by seven at home over Oregon State. If they defeat the Beavers, the Ducks would again play Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. In the Atlantic Coast Conference, Wake Forest goes to Boston College, currently favored by five this weekend in Chestnut Hill. If Wake Forest does indeed defeat Boston College, it would play Pittsburgh Uh, which is already qualified for the title game uh, there in Charlotte. The SEC, the Southeastern Conference, that game is already uh, set. It's going to be Georgia, the clear-cut number one team in the nation. And Alabama, uh, currently ranked number three in the college football playoff rankings, meeting there in Atlanta. Uh, Georgia was initially cast as a 
three-point favorite a little over a week ago at Circa. It was quickly bet up to four. And now at Circa, I believe it still is Georgia minus four, but I'm seeing some minus three and a half out there as well, that being Georgia and Alabama in the SEC title game. Uh, Looking at the Mountain West uh, Conference Championship game, uh, San Diego State is going to be playing Boise, first of all, this week uh, in their uh, home away from home there in Carson, California. If it defeats Boise, it would host the Mountain West title game, again, at its home away from home. And its opponent in the uh, Mountain West title game would be one of three teams, Air Force, Boise, or Utah State. Quite a few uh, possibilities there in the Mountain West. And then in the American, or the Mid-American Conference, rather, the MAC, Northern Illinois has already qualified for the championship game. And they will play, this one's pretty cut and dried, uh, they will play the winner of Saturday's game between Miami of Ohio and Kent State, that game to be played in Kent. So the Miami, Ohio at Kent State winner will play Northern Illinois in the MAC championship game. So that's just some uh, some information about uh, conference championships. Kind of gives you just a little bit of idea who might be more incentivized this week to go out with a supreme effort because they still have a lot of chips on the table, so to speak. Uh, I'm going to do my little plug now for Paul Stone Sports. We've started college basketball, and we have started it uh, quite uh, strong, uh, to say the uh, to say the least. Uh, I am, first of all, unlike a lot of uh, handicappers who do this, I am monitored by a third party, the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City, uh, my current overall record in college football, 44-33 and 33 against the spread, uh, 57%. And now in college basketball with the uh, Oakland cover today over Rice, they were favored by two and a half and eked out a three-point victory. Uh, my record in college basketball uh, off to a torrid start, 16-6 and six against the spread. Uh, so really uh, pleased to say that combined those Persons who are members of both my college football and college basketball services, uh, my monitored selections, 60 and 39 against the spread for 60% uh, to date. Um, college football last week, uh, four and two on my monitored selections. Uh, again, basketball 16 and six on the season now. And uh, really proud of how things have gone. Put a lot of work into it, a lot of effort to come up with those selections. I had a little bit of a down period uh, with my premium selections to clients uh, around mid-year, but have picked it up a little bit now. Uh, It's been a great year and a great start to college uh, basketball. And uh, hope it continues. Uh, You can go, if you are interested to see my packages, you can go to paulstonesports.org. Uh, my college football selections, the packages are, are quite affordable. College football selections all the way through the national championship game from today uh, for 189 and then the entire college basketball season all the way through the national championship game in April for just 329 Again, if interested, go to paulstonesports.org. Now for my complimentary selection, I'm going to head to Laramie, Wyoming for this week's uh, selection as Wyoming host Hawaii uh, in the Mountain West Conference regular season finale for both schools. Uh, both teams, first of all, off mild upset victories this past weekend. 
Wyoming spanked Utah State 44-17 on the road uh, as a five-point underdog. And Hawaii held off Colorado State on the islands uh, in a 50-45 to track meet uh, as the Rainbow Warriors were catching two-and-a-half points in that game. Uh, in this game this weekend, I like Wyoming, and I like the Cowboys due to both fundamental and situational angles. Uh, first of all, Wyoming is off its most complete effort of the season without a doubt. Uh, you know, it traveled to Logan, Utah, thoroughly outplayed a Utah State uh, squad that controlled its own destiny uh, at that time in the conference's Mountain Division race. Uh, the Cowboys ran the ball all over the Aggies, uh, ran for 362 yards, amassed 604 total yards of offense, uh, got really good quarterback play. Their quarterback play has been a little bit shaky this year, but Levi Williams uh, threw for 242 yards, probably played his best game of the year. Meanwhile, you look at Hawaii, they led by 26 points midway through the third quarter uh, last week before they held on to defeat Colorado State. The Rainbow Warriors now travel to the mainland, and there's a couple of trends here I think that are working, that are working against them in my opinion In one of those, first of all, Hawaii has not thrived in recent years in the role of a road underdog. They have gone 14-24 and against the spread in that role since the start of the 2014 season, and that includes an 0-3 ATS record this year as a road underdog. Additionally, the Rainbow Warriors have not dealt with prosperity uh, very well in recent years since the start of the 2010 season. Hawaii just 16 and 31 against the spread off a straight up victory. Additionally, the climate's not going to be really to the taste of the Hawaii players. Game time temperature expected to be in the mid to upper 40s there in uh, Laramie. It can be much worse this time of year, but projected to be uh, in the mid to upper 40s at kickoff. Winds, though, 10 to 20 miles per hour, so it's going to feel a little bit cooler. Hawaii currently can be found at minus 9.5 in many books, uh, both in the U.S. and in faraway places. And that's my recommendation uh, this week is to take Wyoming minus 9.5 over Hawaii. Well, again, uh, those of you traveling uh, this holiday, this Thanksgiving Uh, to be with family, to be with friends. I hope you have safe travels. Uh, I hope you have uh, good times, memorable times. Uh, They don't last forever. You know, cherish the moments. Tolerate those relatives or those friends who you meet up with during the holidays that maybe uh, are not easy to tolerate. So uh, be at your best. Uh, Think about what you have to be thankful for and enjoy some football man again this is a great time of the year we got college football rolling we got college basketball rolling Uh, i know a lot of you like nfl like the nba those sports going as well you've always got ufc and boxing just a lot of stuff pga you got a lot of stuff going on a lot of sports holidays uh, holidays rather than sports go together Uh, everyone have a great thanksgiving until next time again i am paul stone signing off Thank you for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. 
make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And visit paulstonesports.org to sign up for member-only access to Paul's college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf picks and predictions. 